Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the Toad Hop Network studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to a brand new episode of Geekscape. We are here to talk movies, video games, and comic books, and a little bit of TV. Actually, a lot of TV this episode. If this is your first Geekscape, that is the geeky stuff we're going to be talking about. If you've been listening to us for six, seven years, keep on counting, uh, you know what we're all about. Uh, Kenny is engineering today. Kenny, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. Uh, How's it going? Kenny, no offense to Johnny Ice over there, but... uh, but he sucks. No, no, I, I love that. Hey, Johnny, I love you, but uh, you know the content, right? When we get geeky, like, you know all the references and everything. In last week's episode uh, with uh, Leah and Daniela talking about their, their, their Blood Kiss movie with Neil Gaiman, um, you got the references, and when I would say things under my breath, uh, you were over there they, laughing. They, they, they got really, they were kind of offended because they were like, I don't know if I just got insulted or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys know the geek wavelength, and that's really the wavelength that we uh, exist on here at Geekscape. And um, somebody asked me, I got a few, I got some feedback from last week's episode. A lot of people thinking I was on drugs. Um, I've never done drugs in my life, never never drank. I've, uh, you know, I'm not Mormon. Um, I just, I just am a... Uh, I guess straight edge. I guess you could still. Can you still call yourself straight edge at 34? Or is it no longer hold any like? Does it hold no grounds once you're out of college? You know, when, when you're, you know, I, I don't know, but I guess that's what you would call me, or you call me just boring. I don't, I don't know what you would call me, but I was not on drugs last week. Um, I was just when Kenny starts laughing, the snowball is starting to roll, and I, I, it got out of control. It, just like when the last time Len Ayala, the beautiful Len Ayala, was on, uh, we started making fun of that guy who was living on your couch. And, uh, yes. and, uh, and and that just never stopped. So I'm sorry that we were bullying you. Oh, it stopped. Uh-huh. But it was hilarious. <laughs> um, I heard that somebody mm-hmm. actually got the Kickstarter reward for the Lily campaign in uh, moving into your uh, apartment. That was one of the, the rewards we added at the Zero Hour was you get to actually 
live with Lynn Ayala and watch her sleep, which I'm guessing this dude was doing. Like, like let's be honest. If, if we were on your couch, uh, first off, I did that little thing where you take a paper clip, and even if you lock the little doors, but they're inner apartment doors, you can still open them with a paper clip. And, like, you'd be like, I had this weird dream that somebody was breathing, like, just inches from my face last night. And I'd be like, oh, man, that, that dream is crazy. Uh <laughs> That's insane. I had a dream you were walking back and forth to the bathroom in your underwear. Uh, oh, my God. What, Lynn? Uh, what happened with the roommate? Okay. What I'll, happened with the roommate? Catch up the Geekscape. It's now that you're back right, on the couch. All right. I'm back. It's very okay. nice to be back. Thank you for having us. I love you guys. Oh. I love you guys. And you brought uh, Dave Simpkins I with did. you. I did. You guys, David Simpkins right here. Executive producer of Grimm and, and Warehouse 13 and, and all that stuff. And on and on. Greatest thing about David? You wrote Adventures of Babysitting. I did. Which was inve- Adventures in Jonathan's Early Sexuality. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like I mean, they, let's let's face it, like, super hot in oh. that movie. Like, yes. Uh, Elizabeth Shue? Elizabeth Shue. Like, yeah. come on. Like, that for a lot of us mm-hmm. at that age, like, seeing Elizabeth Shue in that, Karate Kid, and you, I mean, guys, I think... Studio audience, studio audience. <laughs> I think, let's give it up for David Zipkins. Which we actually have here almost, right? Yeah, my, my wife was like, oh, great. So that's the guy I go back in time and assassinate so he doesn't end up married to me. Like, <laughs> that's really what we're thinking here. Um, so Lynn is here, and we, we, we got to have another round of congratulations because they've just hit their goal on Lily, which we promoted three weeks ago on, uh, on their Kickstarter campaign. With uh, Sal LaBarbera, the uh, L.A. murder cop detective who uh, I guess South Central's kind of uh, busy right now because he's it not is. with us. It is. He's not here. He, he is um, doing his job. So where did well. he hide the roommate who used to be on your couch? <laughs> the roommate uh, on your couch. Like, where did he put him? Well. We can dig him up. Geekscape exclusive. I think I can actually say for Sal, uh, if he doesn't want you to find the body, he you won't find the body. Mm. But, um, no. The, the roommate situation... Um, was temporary and and it it ended. Did we expedite the process <laughs> with our social badgering? Um, I th- I think that there was something that oh, that no. snowballed starting here, oh, and no. and but look, you know, I think that everything happens. Um, I'm not even going to complete that, but I think that it um, all worked bad. out the way it was supposed to work out. No, Colin is amazing okay. and he's very talented. I just feel bad and because. He's LA already has a homeless pro- problem, and I, I, I and I, I just feel bad uh, because I, I think that's our 132nd cause of on the streets. Uh-huh. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Um, all worked out fine. Is Colin? Does he have a? Did he land on his feet? Yes, he did, and he has a roommate, and he is he's happy. Okay. Was it tough? Was it like? Was it like ripping off the bandaid? Or, or for me? Yeah. Oh, for him. I don't know. Oh, I, you know there. what? I, I I don't know. I mm-hmm. we we came to a nice agreement okay. shortly thereafter the show. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! How shortly? Um. <laughs> oh no! No, it was not you and Dave. You, you know what? Break no, up. no, 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 no! It was. It, oh no! No, I, look to balance it out to make it even, Stephen. Everything goes great from here on. Wait, who's Stephen? I'm kidding. Uh, oh. So after the show, he was like, I listened, and um, I thought, mm, do you not want me here? It, like, were we, a, were we the conversation starter? Um, I, I think that, that there was a little talk about it, um, but he has a great sense of humor, and, and I think it all, it, it all went okay. He's in a great, he's in a better place. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to go there. No, it's all good. In the backyard. I now, I, I now have enough uh, cans to, to start an entire telephone company. <laughs> Do you have any string? Uh, Stop it. No, he's in a great place. Okay. He's in Santa Monica. He's loving it. They're he's... all in Santa Monica. Stop <laughs> <laughs> it. My, my, my wife literally called me and she goes, Jonathan, I just have to call you that I'm sitting here at the corner of Santa Monica and uh, I think uh, I don't know where I'm in. In Santa Monica, and on the corner, there's a home, there's a guy in a aardvark outfit, and he's not selling anything. He's just homeless, and what he's found is an aardvark outfit. And I was like, Colin? I don't know. All right, that's okay. About, I more mean, importantly, yes. I want to thank every backer, everybody who has oh, she's pledged. Get all political, listen to her. Okay, pledged on Kickstarter for us. Mm-hmm. We are at eleven thousand seven hundred dollars. All right, so we have surpassed our goal of ten thousand dollars. Thank you. Yes. And we continue to go because it's up until. Noon. Tomorrow. No, noon? Saturday at noon. Saturday at noon. Yes, don't All right. cut this short. Okay, so Saturday. if you're listening live, go to Kickstarter and look up Lily, and this Kickstarter campaign is going until Saturday at noon. And the more money you get in there, uh, the less green screen they're going to put in this gritty crime drama. <laughs> so, so really, you know, like, okay. keep it out of the studio and onto the streets by really uh, donating. You guys know the difference. Like, when you're working at like, this kind of micro-budget, like, every dollar counts. I will say this. That there is nobody that knows that better than the gentleman sitting. Okay, let's me. let's talk to David. He has. Well done. Let's talk to David. David's sitting here going. David's sitting here going. Are we just going to talk about Colin the entire I'm time? Fine. I'm just taking notes. Are, are, you, are, are, you having fu- are you having fun in your first Geekscape? I do. I came in hot like a rocket. You are hot like a rocket. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, no, no, don't be sorry. So, so Mr. Simpkins, um, first off, uh, Warehouse 13. We, we got some Warehouse 13 fans, and we got to know what's the situation with Warehouse 13. Like, like, is it ending? Is it something that like? So it's ending. Yeah, they're doing. Uh, from what I understand, I'm off the show right now. Okay. I, I was there for the first two seasons, pilot and first two. Um, but from what I understand, yeah, I think they have six more mm-hmm. uh, to do to wrap it up. It's kind of the Eureka deal. Eureka had the same situation a few years back. Okay. Um, when they were wrapping that up, they got six. Uh, to and do they basically in, so. said, listen, guys, we love you guys. We want to give you guys a chance. Here's a heads up. We want to give you guys a chance to yep. write the ending that you intended. Exactly. We don't want to farscape you guys. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it shows a great respect uh, from sci-fi's point of view. And, you know, they when sci-fi develops something, they spend um, – you know, it's not like a network situation, a typical network situation where you pitch, you write a script. Uh, if it goes, you're on the air. Um, you know, a few months later, uh, sci-fi really digs in. And um, Warehouse, uh, from what I understand it, Warehouse had been in the works over there for, I want to say, four or five years. I mm-hmm. could be wrong on that. Um, they had a lot of writers. A lot of great writers came in, um, including Jane Espenson and Ron Moore. Uh, they contributed to the script. So by the time I got it, uh, it had been um, there for quite a while. And the development process there can be kind of grueling for a lot of people, um, but I had just done the Dresden Files uh, for sci-fi prior to that, So, and I had a great time and working with Mark Stern and Eric Story and the whole crew over there. So when we started working on Warehouse, uh, we all had a shorthand, and we kind of knew how to talk to each other, uh, which is 90% of these jobs, uh, I think, working with networks and studios. Um, and, um, and then the casting was fantastic when we landed on Eddie McClintock and uh, Joanne Kelly, um, they really brought the brought the game, uh, and that helps so. like that helps keep it on the air uh, immensely. Because like um, uh, everybody can walk into a meeting with a concept, yeah, but actually having this thing populated yeah. with people who are engaging and people want to watch, right. like that's got to be a big load off of. It, uh, your you know what I have to say to Jack Kenny's enormous credit, Jack who runs the show. Um, you know he's been a really really great uh, leader over there in in terms of the characters, the story. Saul Rubinek and uh, Allison Scaliotti. 
uh, as well, rounding out the cast. Um, but but it's all, you know, from the very beginning and what these shows really thrive on, and the same with Lily as well, I'll sort of go there. But but the only reason these shows work is because even though they are fantasy and genre elements, and I'm sure you've had other people say this before, and this is not news, but if the characters don't work, if the de facto family doesn't work, if what they are dealing with every week or uh, whatever lies or secrets or loves they're suppressing or expressing, um, that stuff has to matter. And uh, you know, all the spaceships and all the rubber masks in the world don't improve it, um, if, and, and special effects, if that stuff doesn't work. And that show actually gets pretty wacky. So, I it mean, does. it really, like, goes to yeah. the full mm-hmm. length of the, the court. It does, but the, sometimes, yes. But other times, you know, you, you kind of have to go, you know, there's no night without day. You can't, go, right. you can't go that far out without also knowing that you have to come back in and, and do those more, um, you know, those simpler stories as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great show. Uh, the staff is pretty much... The staff that that show essentially started with is pretty much the same staff that's there. That's a credit to you television. Know, yeah, there have been some people that went in and out. Right. I was one of them, but um, uh, but if, for the most part, that core group, including a lot of the people who started on that show as writers assistants or um, script coordinators, they have moved up again to Jack Penny's credit. He's a very nurturing uh, showrunner and producer, and so. Uh, he will bring talent up, bring it along, and um, so a lot of folks there were there from the beginning, and they're now writer-producers. So this show. this fantastic element thing, and we will talk about grim and gritty Lily as well, but uh, this fantastic element thing, this is the, this is the, for you Geekscapists, this is where uh, I heard it the best from anyone. Uh, Kenny Johnson is this old TV guy. Do you know Kenny Johnson? He was a showrunner on The Incredible Hulk, right? And so he'd have all these conversations with Stan Lee, and he's the guy who really pushed... Um, uh, Bruce Bixby to do like the abuse storyline that was in that they kind of gave Bixby. Bill Bixby yeah. gave it gave it that I'm thinking Bruce Banner and all that mm-hmm. uh, gave Bill, <laughs> Bill Bixby that that push to kind of do something really <laughs> dramatic you know what I mean um, and he also did V and Alien Nation and he said that he had this one conversation with Stan Lee where he said um, you know there's a scene where the the Bruce Banner it turns into the Hulk because there's a bear and his adrenaline goes up and the, the, there's a bear and he was on the phone with Stanley and Stanley goes I love the scene with the bear it's fantastic but you need to make it a cybernetic bear it's got to be a <laughs> cyborg bear like it's got to be fantastical and excelsior and da 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 and and Kenny's just said listen we've already convinced the audience that a man can turn into a green monster we don't want to break it, right? And I think that, that, that that's where I was like, okay, that human core is uh, as strong as you can make it. That's where you can start running the lengths of the court and really stretch the, uh, the, the you know, the, the, the disbelief a bit. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, there are places where the, the britches start to burst. And, uh, and I was like, okay, well, well, this guy knows what he's doing. And how, well, like, comic books are different mm-hmm. than television, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have worked, uh, I mean, talk about the, the series that you worked on, because some of them are comic book based, like Blade. Mm-hmm. Like- Blade, was, uh, Blade was an interesting situation. Uh, I got the call from um, uh, my agents that David Goyer uh, wanted to meet with me. I know David from way, way back uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, a writer uh, who was actually very successful named Peter Lenkoff mm-hmm. uh, had just sold, I think, Demolition Man at that time. Um, Which is awesome. Yeah, and, Dan uh, Cortez's best movie. <gasps> He's playing in the Taco Bell in the future. <laughs> that's true. Uh, guys, I know things that every man has been like, oh, that's useless information. I think I'll just kick <laughs> it out of my brain. And I'm like, that is crucial stuff that might end up in a bar trivia, even though I don't drink. Uh, and I may need that to buy, get a $50 gift card mm-hmm. to Best Buy. Like, Good. 
Demolition Man. Yes. Uh, anyway, I was talking about David Goyer. Yes. Peter Peter uh, reached out to all these sort of young Turk writers, and I was one of them, and so was David, and, and we had this uh, this roundtable. We'd meet uh-huh. like, uh, once a week or once a month or something, and we'd just share stories, war stories. But so, yeah, years later, um, I had just finished up uh, The Book of Daniel, a show for NBC, uh, short-lived. Um, and um, so, yeah, uh, who uh, was it? Uh, it was Spike TV. They came calling, and David was uh, had was producing the show. And uh, one of the things that in my meeting with David and the uh, and the studio folks that we talked about was was not approaching Blade like a vampire comic book, but approaching Blade like The Wire, okay. um, which was a show we all loved and still love. And mm-hmm. and to do kind of a dense, dramatic crime story that just happened to have a guy in it who was suffering from a debilitating virus that made him want to drink blood. The Daywalker. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, the Daywalker. Uh, so trying to approach that story as as real as we could. Uh, <laughs> what are the challenges there when the dude's like, he makes the weapons, I use them? Like, uh, what are the yeah. challenges <laughs> in keeping, you know what I mean? Like, what are the, what are the, what are the challenges? The challenges. mother was attacked by a vampire exactly. when she was in utero. The challenges are sort of acknowledging that and, and saying, uh, yeah, this is the reality. <laughs> it's it's the reality. We have to own it and uh, and then make it work. But, you know, you said something about the cybernetic bear. And right. I think that's that's so true in terms of television because you get – with the audience, you get maybe one or two buys, you okay. know, and, and, and you cannot push that too far, and you have to make sure that, at least I found, I think, that whatever story you're telling, uh, it, it mu- I'll go back to Warehouse for just a second. Okay. When, when we were starting to break Warehouse, which is, for those of you, those of you who may not know, it's, it's essentially um, artifact of the week. Some weird object out in the world is creating havoc or has strange powers or has affected somebody. Like it's the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Pretty much. The ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark. That warehouse, that's Warehouse 13, yeah. and who works there? You said that, I did. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, this is from yeah. Geekscape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll get it. No, you're right. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but so we all made as writers, we made the conscious decision to not, because sometimes this happens, mm-hmm. you you start a writer's room thinking up all these great artifacts and these great objects, and pretty soon that tail starts wagging the dog, and you don't have a show anymore. Mm. You have uh, sort of a pastiche of things. And, and so very early on we said every artifact that these guys are going to be going after has to somehow resonate with the characters. For example, um, we never did this episode, but, but Eddie McClintock's character, Pete, um, is a recovering alcoholic. And uh, when he was a kid, before he started drinking, uh, in the character's backstory, Pete's father was a fireman, uh, loved his dad, but his dad died in, a, in an accident uh, fighting a fire. So we talked about one of the artifacts being um, a bottle of wine uh, that had never been opened, but if you drink from it, uh, you're able to see the person you love most that you've lost. Oh. So, so the artifact was essentially this thing that if he drank, yes, he'd be drunk, but he'd also get to talk to his dad. So it's a dilemma. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never wrote that episode, but but that that was how we approached all the stories. So in terms of Blade, um, it was a bit of the same thing in that the the um, second lead of the show, Joe Wagner, was an ex. Uh, she was a vet, uh, late of I want to say Afghanistan, coming out of Afghanistan when the show started, um, and she had come home to find that her younger brother had been murdered, and it was a, a mystery to her as to what happened to him. In her investigations, she gets infected, uh, bitten by a group of vampires. And she thinks her life is essentially over uh, until Blade comes to her and says, look, we can use this to our advantage. Um, they think you're on the inside. I need you on the inside of this group. So it was a little Donnie Brasco. It mm-hmm. was a little, you know, um, 
undercover cop uh, kind of stuff, but all in that world of crime and punishment. And uh, th- I mean, I had this pitch today on something that I can't talk about, but uh, but I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll be back right? when he can. He'll be back when he oh, can. Absolutely. I had this pitch today where you know you want to be able to to pitch a story or have a group of characters in a situation that stands alone, that stands mm-hmm. by itself. If you can take the sci-fi element out of it, you want to make sure that that the story still works. Sure. And adding the sci-fi element puts that spin on it, that kind of mashup uniqueness to the idea that, that sort of just kicks it over the edge uh, a little bit. But, yeah, it's always about starting with character and the situation first. And uh, so Lily. Mm-hmm. Hey, wake up. Over there. <laughs> uh, so, 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 so this Lily thing, yeah. you know, even though we're talking about loud stories, this and this and this, in your, this is the way I've heard, I've heard this story and the way we talked about it was that Lynn contacted you and said, Mr. Simpkins. Yeah. I'm an actress. I want to make something that's a starring role for myself. I will. I will run this thing. Like you don't got to lift a finger. Like I'll. I'll run it through the gates. What. What I'm looking for is any material that you really believed in that just never got its day in court. Yes, sort of. Um, and that was Lily. Yeah, there was a couple dinners. Oh, dancing. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Oh, no, there was oh, a week on the couch. I know. No. What? Don't put my couch into hey. this. What? No, there was. No. He slept on the couch. I could sit in the bed. I'm gonna I, keep I don't know how the I'm audition process. I'm gonna talk right over this. I don't know the audition process. No, no, no. no. I just know was, how I run them. I like the... what? <laughs> so, yes. okay, I'm just so go right ahead. So this, so you ask him for the script. No, no, the story goes like this. Okay, go for it. Um, I had been sort of going from what the executives in the business call genre show to genre show. Now, that's that's kind of a misnomer, misnomer because genre means anything. And what were they? Like uh, Lois and Clark, Briscoe like, County Jr. Roswell, Dark Angel. Roswell, Angel Dark Angel. Like everybody thought you were the biggest nerd ever. Yeah. And you, are you a nerd? Uh, you did write Thor into... Well, uh, did you yeah, not I can tell you about that. Yeah. That was a... Adventures of Babysitting. That was development for a year. Oh. And before Thor, it was Spider-Man. And before Spider-Man, it was Dan Rather. Yeah, as, as like the the object of like the girl had a crush on Dan Rather. It was 1986 when I wrote that script. See, and, now that's and, the part where belief would have broken. Yeah. Like you can't like you got to make it believable yeah. from a character standpoint. And anybody having a crush on Dan Rather, the only reason she had a crush on Dan Rather was because I needed her to be watching the news to get a plot point, which was going to pay off in the third act. I don't know. It was creaky. Yeah, it was, it was a creaky. bit creaky. Yeah. Yeah. But see, we we changed that and wrote that out, and um, I had some great great producers on that show, and Chris Columbus, uh, terrific. Oh, but, Absolutely. But anyway, so yeah, a lot of genre stuff. And I was looking to try to do something a little um, non-quote-unquote genre. And um, I'm a real fan of detective fiction and, and um, uh, female lead, strong female lead characters. And, and so I thought I would try a spec script mm-hmm. about a, an ex-LA um, homicide cop female. Were you not meeting enough chicks? Was that it? Like oh, with all this geek stuff? No, I was married at the time. And, okay. uh, and I think okay. I didn't have kids at the time, but... Um, all right. I was uh, going to move on. Um, so. <laughs> I can just imagine some guy like writing all this nerdy stuff and going to conventions and seeing these dudes come up with like Florpy stains and being like, "Hey, sign it. you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying?" And like, all, like he's like, he's like, you know what? Maybe I should write something with like a hot girl in it, so that I can actually meet a hot girl. Because yeah, like I'm sitting here and I'm tired of these. Like, David's been writing amazing lead women since babysitting. Since babysitting. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, thanks. 
Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, so so I expect this. Uh, also, you know, as a writer in television, um, y- you constantly have to um, reinvent yourself because the executives that you're meeting from week to week or month to month or minute to minute, they're all they're all changing. They're hmm. all moving up the ladder, the corporate ladder. They're going into producing or, or whatever they're doing. So um, it's not like, you know, you, you sell a script in your 20s or 30s and you're invited to the party. Um, the guests keep changing. The guest list keeps changing, and you have to keep reintroducing yourself. So Lily was um, an attempt to, in a sense, not redefine, but broaden the definition of myself as a writer mm-hmm. um, to the executives who I had been meeting with and working for for many years, and also to hopefully attract some new um, girls, some new eyes. I, yes. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a no, no special effects, no monsters, no spooky tooth stuff, just uh, internal psychological drama, external drama, and, uh, and this woman trying to... Um, Put her life back together, and and there's all sorts of stuff that I won't go into. But but uh, so, wrote the script. It made the rounds. Uh, a lot of people really liked it. Uh, nobody uh, ponied up and bought it. But that script uh, for even on Grimm, uh, I got the job on Grimm based on Lily. Wow! It was read by the producers over there, and they were looking to do um, again. It's kind of easier for people to. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's. They were looking for a writer at that time who, who wasn't doing rubber masks and scares. They wanted mm. a procedural, police procedural kind of – because that's half the show. Yeah. is about cops. And so they wanted that element. So they read Lily, loved Lily, and I got the nod, and I came over there for a while. Um, so uh, flash forward to a year ago? Mm, yes, Remember about a was? year. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you had Mark Zickery on the oh, show? Oh, yes, yes. So my, Mark's a friend. Mark, Mark's a good friend, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Mark had asked me to come to one of his classes, uh, the table, the round table, to sit and, and share some experience. And uh, so if you know, everybody goes around the table and talks about what they're doing and who they're talking to and how things can happen. And I had s- sort of, you know, did, done my little, here's how I started in the business speech. And Lynn, I believe, was asking for material. You were trying to improve your reel, um, or, or get more material up or something, right? And and you were looking for... I had recently shot a film where I was a homicide detective. That's and, right. And I loved that role and, and started the, the, the ride-alongs with the LAPD and all of that. And that's how you met Sal? That's how I met Sal. La Barbera? La Barbera. Now you can't shake him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can go back to that. And love you, so, Sal. Um, love you, Sal. And then, so <laughs> Oh God! Okay, so I had done that, and and look, I mean, let's be honest. I I am not going to be the you know the innocent girl next door kind of like that's. I, I just don't fit that role. I I fit at least for me. It felt authentic and good to be a, a detective and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, and um, so that's what I, I I loved it, and so that's what I was just saying. You know what? I'm looking for something that's. Right. female lead and and has that element were you disappointed that that some that everybody's like oh yeah yeah, yeah we like uh this cop thing can you put more monsters in it like were you disappointed that they were like no you know no i uh, you know you do this long enough and um it's such a rare rare thing uh i think t- to a uh, get into this business in the first place and and then to be fortunate enough to have people willing to represent you, agents or managers, and, and sort of, you know, back you and support you. But then also have people read your material. So Lily was um, – I don't think any writing, in, in, at least in my case, I don't think any writing is a waste of time because it's always sort of 
even stuff that I give up on, uh, and I've given up on a lot, started a lot, and then never finished it. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always a a, a, a process, an experiment. A, a something is moving or shaking out. Usually, if I'll write something and, and give it up, it was in service to something else that I'm going to write later. I, all those pieces kind of get used, and so Lily has has proven itself in that. Um, like I said, it's gotten me a lot of meetings. It's gotten me work. Um, so, and it got us here, um, which I would, never would have expected in a million years. Um, and you'd still have a guy living on your couch. Like, let's be honest. It's true. No, I didn't. Like you would, you would like that guy would still be there. Oh, you mean? Oh, yeah. with, without Lily. Like, at, at absolutely. What, at what level of Kickstarter did you feel too big for your britches and kick him out? <laughs> like, at what level? Like when you hit six thousand, seven thousand, um, and you were I, like, you know what? This is big time. This is gonna actually gonna happen. Uh, you gotta go, bro. It was something like that, yes. I think this guy's going to, like, hunt me down. And honestly, this Colin guy, I like him. But Colin, like, if you're out there, just make it fast. <laughs> like, that's all I ask. I can't defend myself, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. In, in an earlier era, let's think, um, you know, Cro-Magnon man, I would have been food. Like, Colin, make it fast. Oh, um, so, so so you guys are making this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and you've, you've hit the, the Kickstarter goals. Who's directing this project? Michael Nankin uh, is the director on board, and um, he is. Uh, I worked with Michael a few times. He, when I was in the Dresden Files, he did a fantastic episode for me, um, uh, written by uh, uh, Lawrence Walsh, a uh, uh, writer who's very, very good. But um, anyway, um, <laughs> back to that show now. What a great yeah. show that was. Uh, but no, he's doing, like ex lovers. He's a, yes, <laughs> ex relationships. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well. Honestly, not writers, but the shows do become uh, relationships. Yeah, you really yeah. do. Yeah, you do get very personally involved um, with these things. But anyway, so Michael uh, is our director. He's doing Defiance right now. I, I love um, that show. I've seen every freaking episode. Yeah, he's very. I love the you nerds. Involved. Are you guys watching Defiance playing the video game? Like, I love Defiance. I really because I love Rock Neil Bannon and yeah. Farscape and all yeah. that stuff and like Julie Benz and mm-hmm. I love that show. Yeah, it's great, and that's what sci-fi does so well. And he's they, directing this Lily. Uh, yes. Yeah, wow. he read the script. He came on board mm-hmm. and um, and said, "I want to be part of it." So, and 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 just to be clear, uh, he's involved. But the the script that we're shooting, what we're shooting is, um, we're not shooting the whole episode. Sure, we're shooting a proof of concept. We the script I wrote uh, was written for a television budget, mm-hmm. uh, which was quite a bit more than what we raised. Ceasing it, um, yes. So uh, already, you know, we're going back and we're we're looking at scenes and retooling some stuff. And now we have DB Sweeney on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, to play Lily's ex-husband. He was in that ice skating movie. Mm-hmm. What's the ice skating movie? <laughs> what was that ice skating the movie? The Cutting Edge. The Cutting yes, Edge. You. you know Cutting Edge, Kenny? Right I'm going to ask the guy in the wheelchair about the the, 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 the ice skating movie. Oh. Uh, yeah. Be like, remember that movie? You know, they do pirouettes and they land on... Oh, no. Uh, eight, I love men you, eight Men Out. Eight Men Out. The ba- mm-hmm. Yeah, Eight Men Out. That was Stone. Okay. Was his first film. And he's in this, too? Yeah, he... Uh, again, th- this is all sort of word of mouth. People mm-hmm. are coming around and, and, and hearing what's going on and... Um, he heard about us. We met with him. He liked the team. Uh, he liked the script, and um, and so you know here we are. But but again, what I was going to say earlier is that is that 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 role of Lily's ex-husband um, in the original draft, the original script, it was a big role. But but it didn't it didn't really start to shake. If it had gone to series, that role would not have shaken out until episode two or three. Right. It was kind of a, a quieter force in the in the story, quieter uh, presence in the story, I should say. So, with DB's involvement now, we're going back and retooling the script, a for budget, uh, b for performers, and um, and also just for practical locations and trying to get things straight. And also Lily's character, what Lynn brought to the character uh, is it's a whole lot more. It's a whole <laughs> lot more. Uh, it's not a whole lot more, but it's just different. It's better. Uh, than, than what the original draft had contained. Mm-hmm. She's bringing um, a quality and a, 
a sort of cultural point of view, which I hadn't really considered when I wrote the draft, and I'm um, very, very happy with that. It's, it's, it's pushing the story and pushing that character into uh, an area that, that I wouldn't have gone into um, originally. And that's part of the process, too, the collaborative process that I love about this business is that, um, um, you know, I was talking earlier uh, about uh, how when first shows when shows first start in first season, it's pretty um, typical that the episodes don't really hit their stride until episode four. Yes, that that the the pilot is the pilot. It's kind of a one off, and it's a it's a sort of a proof of concept, I guess, of whether the show's going to work. And then episode two is sort of there to kind of straighten out the kinks that the pilot kind of didn't get right. Episode three is still kind of figuring it out, and episode four is when the writers sort of get their stride, the actors are on board, and everybody starts kind of writing to everybody's strengths. And um, But here you're having this educational process now with yeah. this whole campaign and kind of taking it and being like, all right, like we got charcoal, and we have to compact it into five minutes and yeah. all these different parts, and let's make it into the diamond that would exactly right. usually take a few episodes to right, line right. up. And so what I was going to say was, you know, Lynn coming on board, it's when the actor when the actor starts to inhabit the role, um, a good writer will take what the actor is bringing and, and work with that. Mm-hmm. And, and A, it's the collaborative process is it, it validates what the actor is trying to do, and I think a smart writer will will take advantage of that and write mm-hmm. to that because then it just becomes a very sort of happy symbiotic relationship. I've been in some relationships that weren't so happy. <laughs> well, uh, guys, uh, we're going to continue this relationship. We've got to stop for a spot break. We're going to take some phone calls when we get back, so keep watching. Uh, we're here with Lynn Ayala and uh, David Simpkins. We'll be right back on Geekscape. Spot break. How much time do I have on that? You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home in style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruffs. Ishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, this is Sports Guru. And the Butt Knocker. From the Sportscast, Wednesdays, 4 to 6, Pacific Standard Time. You got to check us out, man. We do sports like nobody else. Cover NHL, NBA, NCAA, NFL. We cover all sports. We got You Got Not the Fuck Out, Bonehead of the Week. Check us out on Toad Hop Network, 4 to 6 on Wednesdays. And if you miss it, go back and watch it live, toadhopnetwork.com, or download the audio from iTunes. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. Hey, guys, we need it. We're the nickel and dime show of the network. Check us out. A lot of fun. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you Oh. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, 
what's up, Geekscapists? We're back here on Geekscape with David Simpkins. we got Lynn Ayala over here and Kenny Craig running the board. Kenny, I love having you back, buddy. Um, okay, so listen. Uh, this uh, we also got to open this up to phone calls. So three two three six two two eight six two three is the phone number. It's also on the screen if you're watching uh, live. We'll take those in a bit. Um, so uh, David, as you're as you're talking um, about this writing process, and as a writer and, and storyteller myself, I get like uh, really obsessed with the personal, uh, you know, the, with the pathos that goes into these scripts. And, and you're talking about this uh, Lily character and the ex-husband being a part of it, and how much of the personal stuff with like your marriage that you touched on earlier like how much of that goes into the script and how do you protect yourself in Hollywood from those personal pieces going into a script that goes out no one has a connection to you other than profit oh we can't even Kenny what's going on with my mic um does that make sense like you're you're putting these personal pieces into a script you're drawing from your own life it goes out and some guy who doesn't know you from Adam but knows that he's got to Make a quarterly report in green light, not green light. Is looking at this thing, and how do you protect yourself from that? How do you not take it personally when um, Lily doesn't get made at a network level? And you know, what do you think? No, this is the job. This it's, is the job. Uh, it's the job. I. Um, it's compartmentalizing a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you do have to draw on personal experience obviously you have and did to, you for this lily did right. you draw on your on your marriage uh, no actually no i didn't um your well, time I in the gangs have. your time in the gangs at ill yeah, did you do that the actually there were no gangs in it uh, <laughs> in, in the first draft um but uh well no as a writer or, or an actor you, you that's just that's just the job i mm -hmm. mean if you're going to try to get yourself try to get material out there or express yourself you run the risk of people a lot of people saying we don't care hmm. and um after a while, you stop. How can I say this? I've known actors and writers who who should be on a therapist's couch, but instead they're trying to get their uh, they're working out their problems on stage. Sure, and um, never a good idea. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, uh, thankfully, I have been in therapy. Um, but no, I'm not disheartened or, or or upset if if something I've written doesn't fly with somebody. But it strengthens you as well using it this does a little bit. Yeah. But but it's it's these are all inner challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 can I can I somehow express what I'm trying to express in these pages or in this document or in this script or whatever, and and be happy with what I did and and usually I am. Um, sometimes I'm not. But but I don't I don't really once I'm done with it. Honestly, uh, I it, I'm kind of done with it, and I'm on to the next thing. And if somebody likes it, if somebody wants to pick it up and start running with it in a Kickstarter thing, oh, okay, I'll pay attention to that. Let's mm -hmm. go run with that. I'll I'll work on that. But I have, you know, any time I have five or six or seven things I'm trying to do. Sure. Um, and uh, so it's it's really about that. Um, I don't I don't. It doesn't bother me if somebody reads it and says. Bleh. Right, and because you don't know them from Adam for the most part, and like you said, the revolving door of Hollywood, you know, you've got your you've got your short Rolodex, mm -hmm. and then you got your bigger Rolodex, right? You know, and and it's a tiered system of trust mm -hmm. that that you work through. Uh, through, awesome. and now now when when Lynn gets into the the system, you did you did it get the Hispanic bend there? Like you said, there was no gangs in the first draft. Like, there was not. Like when did you start changing well, I remember things? We to were Lynn's? sitting at that lunch with Michael, right? Mm -hmm. And we were sitting in that coffee shop, and we started talking about that, and and. You know, just looking at you, um, uh, I'm getting lost. In <laughs> oh, oh boy! Uh, no, First no. Sal over here, and um, oh Jesus! You know, Kenny, it, don't look at her. She's Medusa-like. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. 
I'm going to get you Don't for look that. at her. Don't look at her eyes. Close your eyes, Marion. Um, okay. Uh, it's, yeah, it, it, it was just sort of like, okay, here's, a, here's an avenue to the character which I had not considered. Hmm. And rather than, you know, uh, ignore that or say, look, I'm just going to pretend that, that that person sitting over there is not that person and they're going to do my script come hell or high water, that's horse pucky. So you have to you have to go with the flow. You have to lean in. You know, it's this improv thing. Yes, and yeah. you know, have you ever done improv or acted or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, you, you never want to end a scene. You never want to close the door. Right. Exactly. Right. So and, and in I learned it as a writing thing. I learned it as a, as a writer thing. thing. Yeah. You 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 just constantly want to be able to sort of accept what's coming at mm-hmm. you and somehow make that work. Roll with it. Um, and and let the let the critic or the censor or the crap detector. The next day or a week later, say that's not working. But mm. but when it's happening in the moment, you just kind of want to go, yeah, okay. Right. So or it'll never get populated. Like like right. all the possibilities will never spill out. And it's a big creative thing. Janet Roach at Columbia University taught me that, and she wrote Prizzy's Honor, so I trust her. Mm. Uh, she, I remember she her telling it like, do not close doors, do not end scenes with a no, do not like, you know, just keep things rolling, mm-hmm. or else you're going to end up writing yourself into many corners. You know, it's all my rules according to Roach that I wrote down in 2001 when I first attended. I still have it. Still in your Still wallet. have it. Rules according to Roach. Mm-hmm. But those are rules of life, I think. Yeah, too. yeah I mean, absolutely. And oh, so man, where did I go wrong? When I ignored stop, it. You doing Why didn't she tell me it was rules for life? I would have been so much better by now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Lynn and, and uh, uh, Michael and I, we were talking about opening up the story a little more. And you had talked about Sal, I think, at that point and your experiences with Sal. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to be educated, educated. I'm always mm-hmm. happy to be, um, you know, I look at these experiences as, as, you know, I have an idea, I'll start something. For example, I've been doing, um, working on a spec idea, World War II spec, and uh, feature film, and uh, which may, I'm trying to know now, maybe make it a limited series because the movie's out of control. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so I... It's Kickstarter that one. He'll be exactly. here next week for the Kickstarter <laughs> oh, of the no. YouTube video. Of, he doesn't so I was, doing, I was doing some research and uh, start chasing, you know, the, 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 river of, the river of history, right? There's all these eddies and little streams over here. Sure. And I, I chased a footnote, which took me to a story which I'd never heard of and uh, knocked me out. And then when I tell the people about this, they're like, why isn't that a movie? And mm. I go, exactly... Uh, so it's it's just opening yourself up to those possibilities. So when Lynn came in and ran with this, and here's a possibility to change this character, to make this deeper and richer, and to make her background. I think that that, that was really suffering in my draft was um, Lily's background was, uh, to be, uh, to put a, a finer point on it, was pretty undeveloped. Mm. I knew that she was a cop and a mother. Um, you're and, a facet now. And an ex-wife. Like, you're part of the multifaceted tapestry that right. he's trying to create. It's exactly so cool, right. Exactly right? It's cool, right? You're not just a facet to me, but I get I'm, it. I'm, like, in awe over here. You're a just, guest. Just go ahead. I love this. <laughs> I, I love talking to these. I love talking to these creatives because I spend my time. I know, right? It's it's all I rough spend my time just sitting here being like, why are you so stupid? Why are you so uh, dumb? I just hit my, uh, um, no, this is very cool. Yeah. Uh, 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 really. So... So yeah, so Lynn basically said, "How? Why don't we look at this for her backstory?" And mm. I went, "That's kind of fantastic." So right. we did. Um, listen, guys, I, I see a few of you guys calling up. Uh, try us again three two three six two two eight six two three. I promise I will pick up. It's just this conversation. I, I love talking to creatives, and I love talking to uh, awesome guests who have something to say about storytelling because that's really why we started Geekscape in the first place was to. Uh, 
I just didn't want to be alone anymore. <laughs> I just didn't want it to be me and my stupid scripts on a hard drive, and uh, and my, my 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 paltry music video directing career. I just didn't want to, I didn't want that to be me anymore. So we started this podcast, and, and here we are talking. So please give us a call three two three six two two eight six two three. So um, you're working on multiple projects. Some are for uh, the nerd crowd. Some of them aren't. Have you seen that the nerd crowd has embraced you? Or have other uh, have other cultures embraced you? Like, I, like you do you know, do the San Diego Comic Con thing? I have not done. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I'm sorry. I have done Comic Con and, and have done a couple of panels there with mm-hmm. Mark Altman. Do you know Mark? Altman? No, no, no. Oh, we we, we should that. get him up in here so that I can uh, uh, harass a, him and turn every conversation about me. That would be a great <laughs> idea. No, Mark's a great guy. Mark, uh, Mark founded Geek Magazine uh, a couple years ago. You know what? Let what me tell you about this Geek Magazine and this Mark guy. All right, because I don't <laughs> know the name, but I know the magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had a booth. In, the, in like our lovely aisle at Comic Con, and we were across from our friends at Troma. We were next to our friends at Fangoria. We were down the street from the Blood Factory. We had the great every year at Comic Con. Our booth was part of like the best alley ever, and we loved it. And then one year they're like, um, Jonathan, we moved your booth, and they moved us over to the other side next to Legendary Pictures, where everybody walking past is like, oh, look at the thing from Legendary Pictures. They're ignoring my booth. Why? Because Geek Magazine wanted to expand their booth, and they took our spot. So you can get so that sorry. guy up here, and we'll talk. But first, I'm going to take a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against Geek Magazine. I love them. Um, hey, caller, you're on Geekscape uh, live with uh, David and Lynn. Clay Milliken here, driver of the Parts Plus Top Fuel Dragster. Hi. Oh, you? cool. Clay, hi. Hey, Clay, how, are, how you? are you? Clay. I am just doing awesome. I am uh, behind the wheel in the truck, driving down the road. Is this safe? Uh, <laughs> my son is motocross racing this weekend, so... I am currently driving across Tennessee, headed to Danville, Virginia, and I've been occasionally checking my Twitter, and I was, like, high-fiving and saw that it uh, looks like Lily the series is off and running. I'm so excited. I know. Thank you. Just um, to kind of explain, this is yeah. Clay Milliken. And you know why I'm excited? Because I put money into it, and I'll get to see it. But you know what I mean? Like, like, like if the Kickstarter doesn't happen, Clay, you get your money back. But in, and it's like, I don't want my money back. I want to see it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I've funded campaigns that don't happen, and you're just, like, bummed. Yeah. it's it, Trust me, I know. So I'm, who's I'm this thrilled. Clay character? And why is Clay he uh, is abusing a, the law, checking his Twitter while he drives? Hey, hey. <laughs> maybe not in Tennessee. Wherever don't you are. Don't repeat that. <laughs> maybe <Come on>. not. <laughs> uh, he's a top fuel champion, six time. Oh, geez. He is a drag racer like you can't believe. And I w- when he was in Pomona, okay. I went up and saw him. And. And I had forgotten um, what it was like. I hadn't been to the races in a really long time since I was really little. And it's insane. It's great what these guys do. And um, we met actually on Twitter. And he was like, hey, put me in your next whatever. And I'm like, really? And and he was serious. And we started talking. And, and Have you driven with this guy? Have you ridden like a car with him? <laughs> Like you did a ride along with Sal, but I think doing a ride along with Clay here would actually be the more exciting thing, right there. Yes, not in, oh, not. I promise you. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, but not in a not in a not in that car. Oh, that's that's like yeah. That's he goes like three hundred. What'd you do this last uh, weekend? You were three eighteen. What's, what's the fastest? This this past weekend we were racing in Englishtown, New Jersey, and we were the number one qualifier. We covered from this is a, a drag race, so you go from a standing start. 1,000 feet, 4.7, 3.79 seconds to 321 miles an hour. Jesus. 
321 miles. Hey, Kenny, this is what a real man sounds like. <laughs> I've been doing Geekscape for six years, and I'm just now discovering this is what a real man sounds like. So, and guys, we, we every episode is, we, we break through another barrier, and this is what a real man sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like this, all, you would have been eating me back in like the the, the Cro-Magnon era. Like when I said I would have been food because I'm a giant wuss. This is the guy who would have been eating me. Like this guy's a freaking jaguar. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not that big. I'm just uh, I'm just a tough guy when I'm behind the wheel. I got my helmet on. That, that's he would have invented the wheel and then rolled me over. Like, <laughs> <rolled me out, laughs> right? Like that thing that the Flintstones were getting at the beginning. Like that oh. would have been me. Yeah, I, I, I would have been the smaller right. one, not the one that tips over the car. The yeah. smaller yeah. one. <laughs> Clay, I that's in, that's right. incredible. Are you work so this this Lily thing? There's so some incentives involved, like left. Or are you involved in any of these incentives? I am. I am. I tell you, we've got a, a few things out there. I mean, you get you know some autographed pictures and and kind of the biggie is you get you could come out and hang out with me a day at the races. Are you serious? And find yeah. out what this is all about. Find out what I a real man's like. NHRA <laughs> drag racing is uh, something that you definitely have to experience. I mean, Lynn can tell you. You know, she. She grew up around the racetrack and all that, but these cars are going so fast now, and there's so many people coming out to the races. It's something that you just got to experience. You know, it's my, my daddy says it best, and yes, I am from Tennessee. My daddy said it best. Trying to explain an NHRA top fuel cars, you know, it's kind of like trying to explain rock and roll music. You got to hear it, feel it, experience it, and that's kind of what I'm looking forward to with you know with doing doing this filming with Lily and David and Ray Eddings and all the folks. I'm looking forward to that experience. Yeah, I, I think I think if it, whoever uh, actually gets that Kickstarter incentive and goes out to the day at the races with you and experiences it, I think the best experience would be if you take some rope and tie them to the front of that car. <laughs> like, take some rope, tie them to the front of that car, and just make, make them a bug catcher for like oh, okay. you know it, it, it'll be over in like 20 seconds. Like whatever. Seconds. Oh, it, it, it doesn't even take that long. Like. They, about 3.79 seconds, and, you, and you're all Is he talking about my love life or drag? Like, I don't know what he's... <laughs> I got confused. <laughs> um, so uh, I think that's great. Um, they, would you do that? Would you strap a Geekscapist to, your, to, the, to the front of, the, of a car? We don't have to tell anybody. We just have to say yeah, maybe know, it might happen. I don't know if we could get away with that, but you know what? If you're volunteering, I think I can, I can figure out how to make it happen. I only say do it with the Geekscapist because nobody's going to look for them. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, uh, you know, like, 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 you know, by the time they, they discover that, um, that seller they came out of, they'll be like, oh my God, these video games have been off for years. And, you know, like, the power's been cut out and the internet, you know what I mean? Like, it's what, 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 like oh, it's, yeah. it's hard to find a, it's hard to find a body by an IP address out in the woods. You know what I mean? Like, um, what? Okay. I love my Geekscape. I, I know you them do. Cause, I know. Because I love do. them. They're what I have. They're the hey, only thing I have. Comic Con's coming. Comic Con is excited. coming up and we are having this booth and we are so excited. The panels have been announced. Uh, I think I'm involved in one or two panels and we have nice. two night concerts. Like, we have concerts. Saturday and Friday night, Saturday night, and like we have signings at our booth, we have cool announcements. Comic Con's gonna be great. And Dave, you got to be there. Uh, I'm not currently going. We'll bring you down. Okay. We'll bring Dave Simpkins down there <laughs> to, to do some Lily. Here? Clay, are you still there, or did you get bored by my conversation? Oh no! I'm oh, there he is. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what the heck. You're I know. About. Well, I just the cool thing say... is Clay is driving so fast he's no longer in Tennessee. I know. <laughs> the cool thing is the the incentive is that you get a VIP pass to the races. So what's more VIP than being on the front of the car? I I know. Well, check this out. Right. You get a VIP pass VIP pass for you and a guest. Mm-hmm. You hang out in um, the hospitality tent with Clay's in Clay's area in uh-huh. his like pit area, 
And it's a whole day thing. It's so much fun. You get to see, after every race, they take that whole motor out. They take the whole thing apart. What? It's insane. Like a transformer. Guys, if you want to see a real life transformer, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to sell there it to my group. Go. I'm trying to sell it to my audience. Because uh, they're like, whoa. whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> if, 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 if you want to see like Optimus Prime, but like narrower and faster, if you want to see him <laughs> That's it. in real life be taken apart, it's almost like Legos too. Uh, you guys got <laughs> to hit up the Killy, the, the, the Kickstarter for Lily and look for these look for these incentives uh, that Clay has mentioned uh, for, you know the, the day out the at the uh, at the drag strip and, and all that and um, and I don't know I mean clay like like I'd like to go out there and, and you just show me what it's like to be a real man I think it'd be cool <laughs> you know I love it well, I think can, there's probably we can dudes with do tattoos that. out there we can do that I, I'm gonna just immediately you know like pour some nitro in your eyes so that you'll start crying like a little girl oh. <laughs> I don't think he'd need the nitro I don't think I don't think he's that. gonna need the nitro <laughs> I don't think he's going to need that at all. You know, you can introduce me as your annoying nephew. And be like, hey, this is my annoying oh. nephew. Yeah, he doesn't start talking, so we're going to strap him to the uh, to the front of the car here. <laughs> um, you can do that. Like, if people would invest, I'll be strapped to the front of Clay's car. Mm -hmm. I'll do that. You know, we got we got till noon Saturday to, to, to potentially kill me. Let's do it. And then Sal can find the body. Okay. And, and, you know, the whole family can get back Everybody's, together again. Right. The whole yeah. team's together. I think we have a new plot. Oh, well, Guys, okay. episode two, ahead. three, four, five. Well, we'll figure it out. Hey, you know, yeah. uh, Clay. Thanks Please for calling in, man. Clay, uh, drive safely, brother. I don't think oh, he's. I don't always, think he's driven safely. Right? I mean, you know, I am a, a professional paid driver. That that's what I do, and you know, I'm. I am so looking forward to you know, like I say, working with Lynn and David and all the folks that are helping make this thing happen. I mean, it's it's just going to be nothing but fun and exciting. It's going to really, be a really, lot really of good fun. time. It's it's cool. Well, we're looking Thank forward you guys to for having me on. And next time you're in California, you got to come up to the Geekscape Studios, and and we can do like a you know like cool stuff like have you break bricks and stuff like you know what I mean like like real man stuff like he can eat yeah. a steak and like fight a, fight a, like a, like I don't know something with a rabies bear. yeah yeah it's yeah. amazing we'll have a real man up in the studio for the first time uh, <laughs> thanks so much Clay brother thank you Clay thank you. Talk to you soon. Oh, I kind of cut him off as he was saying bye. But you, you, gotta go. I, 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 you know, now he's going to be mad. Oh, oh he's totally going to do the nitrous thing. I love this guy. I, the, the cool thing about Geekscape is I meet all these cool people. Uh, we got a, a few minutes left if you guys want to call up 323-622-8623. Uh, and the whole family is coming together. And I mean what I said, Dave. Like, if you want to come and, and do any promotion at Comic-Con. Uh, Lynn, are you going to be there again? I believe I am. Come yes. on, come on, yes. come, come do this. Uh, I don't know our booth number yet, guys, but I'm pretty sure they're going to put us on the floor where they always have, unless Geek Magazine is just taking over the entire aisle. <laughs> oh, I do love Geek Magazine, um, and uh, it, and we're still going to be there. We're going to be promoting some stuff. We're going to be uh, partnering with our friends at Lion Forge Comics, who uh, have some really cool things to announce coming up. Uh, let's take one more call. Uh, we got coming in. All right, Dave. Um, <laughs> I actually hit the decline button because <laughs> my, my, my mouse was hovering over the same place oh. that it was when I hung up on Clay. Uh -huh. uh, so, hey, uh, if you guys, um, if I, there you go, there you go. Okay, let me pick this one up from uh, New York. Uh, New York City, you are on with Geekscape. You're Hello, on with Geekscape. Uh, wait, what? Hello? Hey, what's up, buddy? Big Yanks. Hey, uh, Big Yanks, what's up, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, so, I was hearing him talk about uh, writing like the big police uh, drama-ish stuff for the Blade TV series. I was just wondering, how do you get to do such great dialogue for our sticky fingers? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, say that again, Yanks? How do you get to the great... Such great dialogue for Sticky. Uh, yeah, Sticky played Blade. Um, 
If that's a serious question. <laughs> it is. A, I mean, um, he's the rapper. When you when a yeah. rapper is casting your project, are you like, mm-hmm. fuck? <laughs> well, here, here's the funny thing about that. I, I was not familiar with Sticky's work uh, prior to, to my involvement in the show. And uh, so I came up to Vancouver prior to shooting, and uh, Sticky and I went to lunch. And um, it was a very uh, enlightening. And this is, you know, you, you mentioned about, you know, working here and getting to talk to great people. It's yeah. the same thing with me. And, and uh, so, you know, spending the afternoon with Sticky and then, of course, on the set and everything, you, you – I know, Sticky. Uh, and you, you call him Sticky? Like, you like, do. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, do. I know yeah. that, that Riz directed that uh, Kung Fu documentary or the Kung Fu movie. Like, like you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, Yanks? The, the Riz movie – it had like Batista in it and Russell Crowe's uh, Man with Flight, oh, yeah. Iron Fist. Oh, um, and I listened to the press conference and they're all like, well, when Brandon was telling me and I was like, wait, who's Brandon? Oh, that's Riz's <laughs> real name. <laughs> like Sticky was always Sticky. Yeah. It's a Sticky name as well. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, we call him Sticky. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're writing. It's like, it's like what I said earlier about writing two actor strengths. Uh, you know, we'd write some dialogue. <laughs> we'd write some dialogue that was, you know, it's heavily because the vampirism was a virus and there was a lot of science stuff and all that kind of stuff and and you just find that you know sticky would look at you over the script or or you know on the set and go i'm not saying this and um oh, and you know what okay. he was right uh he was right because he's the character it, that's true and yes. and so you know you as a writer up to a certain point you are writing in a vacuum you are writing alone in your room or in a writer's room with mm-hmm. other people and until it gets on the stage uh, or on the set and, and, you know, it's being given to an actor and they're re- working the scene with the director and other people, um, th- you really have to sort of pay attention to that and and, uh, and let uh, actors sort of have their, you know, some directors or some writers are like, don't change a word. Mm-hmm. That's the David Mamet school. Um, I, I'm more along the lines of let's just get it to work. Let's trim what we can. Let's make it feel real. Right. Um, the story and is king. Story the tone is king. is king. The pace is king. Story is king. Exactly. As long as as long as the if lines are being cut, it's just it just makes sure that whatever lines are are being left actually pertain to the plot and the story. And let's keep those in and let's move that stuff as as, as far along as we can. But um, I, lo- I love how Yanks called up and he asked mm-hmm. that question. Yanks, you're awesome, man. Everything all right in New York? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yanks, <laughs> because I'm here and I'm like. Man, like he was really into Blade and all that stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, was it Sticky Fingers Blade? <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was the Daywalker. Yeah, he was. Um, Yanks, we hope to come out to New York Comic Con and hang out with you, okay, brother? I hope so. I'll see you then. All right, bye, buddy. Oh man, Big Yanks. I love it when Big Yanks calls the show. We, have you heard Big Yanks call the show before? That guy is awesome. Oh, yeah. In New York, Big Yanks is one of the geekscapists I love hanging out with when we go to New York. Um, all right, guys, we got a few minutes left here with Lynn. And uh, and David and um, and so I know I've missed a one or few, uh, two more phone calls. So sorry about that. If if you want to keep calling, you can keep trying to call. Um, David, what are you working on now? Like, what's the thing that you you're promoting now beyond Lily? And um, right now, I'm uh, I really can't talk about the stuff only because it's stuff that I'm brought him in the geeky prematurely. I no 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 no. <laughs> I, there's a couple things I'm working on. That's your your one... resource. You need this resource to to the geeks. So you can do it. I can tell you this. Okay. Um, the producers of uh, Grimm, uh, Sean Hayes and Todd Milliner, they mm-hmm. are known as Hazy Mills. Uh, their I company. did jury duty with Todd. Did you? <laughs> totally. We're friends on Facebook because we were oh, on jury duty together, yeah. Todd, me and Todd Milliner. We were working on a project uh, a few weeks ago that uh, was a fantastic idea, but unfortunately it kind of fell away as these things sometimes do. But um, they've asked me to, uh, to come in and talk to them about another idea, mm. uh, which I am uh, next week. Um, and it's a, um, I can tell you this, it's a 
biologically based psychological supernatural thriller. The nerds are going to love it. Um, right? Yeah. He's going to have to write three lilies after this nerd, <laughs> after this nerd fest. He's going to have to write like five lilies. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but again, it's about an American family caught in the middle of uh, a situation uh, which I've never seen on television before no! or in a movie. And, Wait, what was uh, that? Or in a book. <laughs> so uh, I know what was that. Um, so anyway, that's about all I can say about it. And, and uh, you know, they'll hear it next week, and then we'll see where we go, if we want to move forward on it or not. But uh, You look like all the nerds just had a convention on your body. Like all the nerds of the world that say, you know what? I know where to go. And they chose your punk ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, wait, wait. Got one more phone call. One more phone call. Uh, hey, we're having a blast on Geekscape. You are on the air. Hey, hi. This is uh, James Morcone. How are you guys doing? I'm hey, doing James. good, James. Uh, so uh, I actually met... Um, uh, David, a, a couple of years ago, via a friend, uh, mutual friend, Mark Dupree, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he, he's just absolutely awesome. But I, I wanted to ask uh, Lynn a question um, because I, I I love what you guys are doing with Lily, and I think if if you can definitely get it uh, to to network, it would be absolutely awesome. H- how does it feel to be about to or or let's putting everything else aside, kind of stepping into some really really great work there to be that next female cop sort of tough yet soft persona that is is not only a great character but but also a great inspiration for other for for other women who are seeking roles that are similar but but don't have the access if this thing sucks he's gonna kill himself like like he like he he hasn't seen one frame of this And he just went off. He hasn't seen one frame of this. So if this thing sucks, guys, he's going to kill himself. So this, this shit better be good. Uh, I, 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 okay. It feels, it feels amazing. Um, uh, but to expand on that, yeah. I, I, one thing that David and I talked about with Lily, and he, it was in the original pilot, and then we expanded on it, was that she's um, a real woman, and she's a former detective, and she has um, some tragedies and she's living through a lot of stuff but it's when she helps other people it it keeps her going Um, she's not without flaws and I love that because I've never met another person that doesn't have stuff going on Um, and so I I like it plus to be honest with you a, a lot of what is written and on the screen is is cast as men and I think that um, I think it's time. I think it's time. I think it's time to have a woman <laughs> out there to. Uh, I mean, David, help me with this. Well, please. I was going to say there, there. You know, there's a couple shows, uh, specifically the one on show I'm, I'm watching now. I gave up on it uh, early on, but I'm back again, which is the killing. Um, mm-hmm. Which is right. Uh, yeah, the, they exactly. forced characters. you to stop watching because they kept talking about canceling the thing. <laughs> I, well, yeah, um, but uh, I. I I have high hopes for season three, right. and uh, and I love I love those characters, um, and that's the kind of material that I'm drawn to watching and, and drawn to writing, and uh, yeah, the more of that, the more reality of that kind of stuff, I think is is better for you know actors, writers, producers, directors. I think it's all good stuff, and and the audience as well. Let's not leave them out. Well, mm-hmm. uh, James, thanks for calling. Um, I Thank actually you, think you guys should write in a role where like she kicks in a door, and like I'm some scumbag on the couch can do a, <laughs> like a shout out. And I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, and she goes, you talk too much, which is like what I do. And then she just shoots me in the face or like something. Like I, maybe I pull a blade or something. And she puts like two in the chest. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't know, Street Lingo. But like write it in, you know, because you guys have now experienced Geekscape. 
mm-hmm. you can you can take the experience, which you probably want to forget. I'll tell you what, uh, and, and, get, and put uh, it in there. A if little we bit. get a thousand dollars more, <gasps> if we get a thousand dollars more, we'll do that. Oh my God! The kill! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! I'm gonna be right? stuck to the front of a car! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! That's how Lily kills me. She does the front of the car into the wall. Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my! Oh, did you guys hear that Geekscape? Is you got until noon on Saturday to kick up the Kickstarter rewards another thousand dollars. Oh, oh! After the excitement, uh, guys, this is Geekscape. Uh, David, how do we follow you on Twitter and the the social media and all that? Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at David Simpkins one. That's the numeral one, and um, I think that's it. I'm on Facebook. You can. Hunt me down there. I've got a public uh, page there, um, meaning that it's it's me. Uh, it. It's not it's not some some publicity company uh, managing that. But uh, but that's it. Twitter Twitter is probably the best place. Okay, and Lynn Ayala. Um, Twitter at Lynn Ayala, and for Lily, it's at Lily the Series and Facebook. Okay, uh, I'm Jonathan London on Twitter. We've got Geekscape on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Just search for Geekscape. You'll find us. We're at geekscape.net. Uh, you know, you can find tons of news and reviews. Next week, we're going to be at E3. There's, there's going to be tons of comic book news. I'm also going to be on Heidi and, the, and Frank in the morning. Uh, they're you know, the flagship here at Toad Hop. And so Thursday morning, you can listen to it. Uh, check us out on Heidi and Frank. And I'll be here next Thursday to talk E3, more Geekscape. Uh, I love you guys. For Kenny Craig, this is Geekscape. I'll see you guys next week, and we'll get to your phone calls then. listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.